I recently had a discussion with a family friend that works with counselors at a prep school. All the students talk about when they graduate is going to prestigious schools. That's what they're focused on, schools like Yale and Harvard. There's nothing wrong with that, if you can afford it. I'm Craig Ansell, your host of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. This is episode 35, Which School is Right? I started out the introduction talking about a family friend and a conversation we had that she works with counselors at a local prep school, and all the kids talk about before they graduate is going off to a prestigious school such as Yale or Harvard. I mentioned there's nothing wrong with that if you can afford it. But cost isn't the only factor. The students' discussions many times she shared aren't revolved around themselves or about their growth. They're just looking at the outside view, what's the perceived image of the school they're going to. They don't often take into account any possible local scholarships, state scholarships, in-state, out-state tuition costs. But also, then there's the benefits, the value of the school. What's in it for them? Yes, this episode will touch on school costs, higher education costs, but we're also going to talk about which school is right for you. If you try to stay within your state, you would have something called in-state tuition. The difference between that and out-of-state tuition can be as much as two or three times or even greater. Why jump across the state line just to go to a different college, a different campus out of state, when you can get the same or possibly a better education locally? I think sometimes, as aspiring college students, we don't think about the costs of in-state or out-of-state. We don't think about the costs of what it's going to be for room and board if we go remotely and don't attend locally and still live at home, for example. My family and I reside in Central Florida, and we're blessed that my late father, Gene, had provided each of my three children with a two-year Florida prepaid college fund. Now, I'm going to share something with you on lessons learned that we went through, slightly suffered through, if you will. While it was a complete blessing that he had those three sets of two-year college um, tuitions paid off in advance, We didn't actually understand the difference between a college and a university. My first daughter wanted to attend one of the local universities. Having the two-year prepaid college fund in hand, we set out to meet at the finance office to load in that two-year prepaid program. It was worth 60 credit hours, was my understanding, and it would cover approximately two years of schooling. Well, the finance person loaded in the information. It appeared on the screen. We saw the 60 hours, they pressed the enter button, the screen refreshed, and with that, in the blink of an eye, 48 credit hours remained. I had to ask the person, excuse me, what just happened? They said, oh, the system updated and it looks like you have 48 credit hours remaining. So I was in a bit of amazement and shock, but I had to ask, how is this possible? Our program is for 60 credit hours. They figured, well, you must have signed up for classes already and he deducted the first 12 hours. That wasn't the case. 
What we later learned, and what I'm sharing with you, hopefully to help you out there, is that colleges have a certain costing rate, and that is what, in our case for Florida, the Florida prepaid two-year college fund is for, and universities have a different costing rate. In this case, it was significantly higher, and in fact, 20%. Therefore, with the 20% higher per credit cost, 20% of 60 credit hours is 12. When you reduce that from 60, you end up with 48. And so, the plan that we had in place was to use my father's generous gift for our daughter's first two years of schooling, college or university, But now we have a painful lesson to learn that we'll actually only pay for 48 credit hours and we'll have to rapidly save up to have that additional 12 credit hours. On top of that, some of these prepaid programs do not cover room, don't cover board, and may not cover books or lab materials. You need to be aware of which program, if you have it, either purchased it for your children or if it's been gifted you by a parent or grandparent, you need to make sure you know the specifics on it and it's really worth digging into that. We got through that challenging situation, but again, it wasn't without some fear and some shock factor put in there. We now know what to expect for our other two children as they attend college Sharing a little bit more about my daughter's university experience, she had a couple years under her belt and one day called me around lunchtime when I was at work and she was kind of whispering on the phone, although I could hear some uh, close voices in the background. As a father, my first thoughts were, are you okay? She responded, yes, I'm whispering because others in the car are having a conversation. I just wanted you to know, we're going to lunch right now, and I'm in a car that has the equivalent of over $400,000 of student loan debt. The reason she found this amazing was the first fact that we worked really hard to budget, stay out of debt, and pay cash for her college. The second was, is that the students in the car the friends that she made at school were actually talking about student loan debt as if it was a status symbol. For me, that's shocking. I don't know about you. One of the students said, you're only $180,000 in debt. I plan to be $225,000 in debt when I graduate. They actually seem to equate the amount of cost, the amount of debt they racked up with their prominence in education, their status, their stature in life. It actually works the other way around. That student loan debt is going to hang around your neck like a noose and be there for years to come for most people. It's one of the biggest problems that we have in the United States, and it's on the rise rapidly. I want to take this time to give a shout out to Dave Ramsey and his program, Financial Peace University. My wife and I went through his course at a local church several years ago, and it really changed our lives. There's three core principles, I would say. First, it's to learn how to get out of debt and stay out of debt. Two, you stay out of debt through budgeting. And three, you plan for your future, you plan for retirement. If it wouldn't have been for Dave Ramsey's course, I doubt we would be able to tell you the success story of being able to afford college at this point in our lives, and have a mindset of the long game, thinking out about retirement down the road. I'll put a link for his products and website in the show notes as well. 
Next, I want to share with you a statistic that I referenced in episode 9, way back from early in 2020. The episode was called, Four-Year Degree Not Required. The statistic was that 46 million Americans have college credit, but don't have a degree. I don't know about you, but I'm sure one of the points that could be contributing to those statistics are the fact that college and or universities are just so darn expensive, and it may have been a cost or a burden that wasn't expected to hit as hard as it did. And you can see, for our example, in our case, we didn't understand the difference between college and university costing rates. So, if you're not yet on a path for college or not certain that you want to attend college, this could be a great episode for you. And as I mentioned, I'll put a link to, uh, to episode nine in the show notes as well. I strongly recommend you go back and listen to that episode because I share that Fortune 500 companies have dropped the four-year degree requirement so that they could open up the access to the talent pool. That might benefit you. Now, I have a question for you. What is the right school? Is it a two-year college? Is it a four-year university? How about a trade school? What is right for you? We don't just need to attend school because it's the next logical step, the next sequential step in our lives. We need to attend it when we have a plan, when we have a understanding, a game plan in front of us. So this might be a good time to take a pause and sit down and think, where am I and where do I want to go? What do I want to be? We don't have to always know when we're in high school or our first years of college, if you're taking two-year education, what you want to be, but you should at least know what you're interested in what your likes are, and what your dislikes are. If you're not so certain what your likes are and what you're interested in, you can work about this the other way, the opposite approach, and list all your dislikes, the things that don't interest you. And the neat thing to do with your dislikes, it's possible that the 180 degree, complete opposite, is something you actually do like. So as a result, it might drive you into um, coursework or into studying into something that you want to do for full time, possibly as a career, by looking at your dislikes and thinking about the exact opposite. Does that start to spark an interest in you? Do you start to feel a sense of excitement or energy when you look at that? That might be an indication that you're on the right path. Finally, for those 46 million plus that are American college students without degrees. I challenge you, what can you do with the information and education that you've received so far? Just because you don't have that piece of paper, just because you don't have that two-year or four-year diploma, doesn't mean you can't use the education you already have. Find a way to repurpose yourself and use that information and use that knowledge for the greater good, possibly earn yourself a promotion, change career paths, or possibly move into a different line of work at your existing company, because let's say that you're working in one area of the company, but had been going to school for finance or for business administration, can you take a majority of that education that you have and apply it in a different uh, area of your company? You might be happy with that and possibly earn a small pay raise transitioning from one position to another. I hope that today's episode, Which School is Right, triggered some thoughts for you and some ideas for planning, at least financially for the future and on your career path for growth. 
I didn't want to forget our all-new free download for 2021, Three Simple and Powerful Ways to Boost Your Resume, How to Grab a Future Employer's Attention Quickly. You can get that at our website, craigansell.com forward slash resume booster. That's C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L dot com forward slash resume booster. Your resume may be suffering from the three most common mistakes made. Don't let this free download go to waste. This has been Craig Ansell with the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, wishing you peace and health for the new year. God bless.